Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh present Inside the Nest. A weekly look inside Kennesaw State football. Takes the snap and drops the throw. Here comes the pressure. Airs it far side. It is batted away and picked off in the end zone. The Owls have won it in overtime. Bust out the plank. It was Bryson Armstrong and the Owls in the wildest game in their history. Hold off the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. And now let's go inside the nest. Inside the Nest presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary at Fifth Third Bank Stadium here in Kennesaw as the Owls get set to take on Weber State. It is round two of the FCS Playoffs 2019. Nathan, good to be with you as always. Owls come off the 28-21 win at Wofford, a game they played exceptionally well defensively. Probably the biggest story in all of it was Jonathan Murphy. Yeah, and I think that the defense allowed Jonathan Murphy to do what he did. I mean, Kennesaw State going in on the road, Southern Conference opponent, a team that runs the same kind of offense kind of that you run. They see it, they know how to defend it, and you went in there and did what you did. It was not an easy win. We never thought it was going to be easy to go in there. I thought the matchup favored Kennesaw State with the athletes and the depth. And Kennesaw State, the depth was on exhibition when your third-string quarterback comes in and does – what Jonathan Murphy did. Credit to Kennesaw State for going out and recognizing the talent of a JUCO and, and Murphy out in California and bringing him in because, he, you know what? They weren't this, even there to see him either. No, they, they were weren't. for Jeremiah Paul. That's right. And, and you know the depth has to be a concern at the quarterback and the uh, running back positions when you have a spread option. They shirted up with Jonathan Murphy, and boy, did he played a well of a game. And you know what? Not only did he handle the composure of the game well, but post-game and all the accolades that yeah. came with it, the interviews with him, the, just a fine young man and, and great to get to kind of know his story. Coach Bohannon talked a lot about he's a cool customer. Yeah. And having that calm demeanor obviously paid off big time. I'll tell you what, Nathan, watching what he did with his feet when he gets in any kind of space at all would tell you that whatever happens the rest of this year, it's going to be awfully fun to watch him the next couple of years here. If I'm Grant Chestnut, I may be drawing up something that puts (laughs) Tommy Bryant and Jonathan Murphy on the field somewhere because that guy is electric and elusive, and his first step is quicker than anybody on the field. And we missed that with Isaac Foster going down because he was the fastest player. But, yeah, Jonathan Murphy was the story because rarely do you see a third-string quarterback who's played a handful of downs come in and dominate a game like that. But the defense was the story of that game, allowing only two third-down conversions for Wofford. They were two for 12 on the game, and it was just fantastic effort. They only had 111 yards. That's a Spread option. And they averaged 323, they, by the I way, mean, coming This into was the, game. the one and two teams in the nation rushing, and you held them to 111 yards. I mean, this defense was the story of the game. Forcing turnovers, it just was a beauty to watch. The concern was on the offensive side when Tommy went down, and Jonathan Murphy blew that out of the water. And it was not as close as the score indicates. 28-21, the, the one touchdown was late in the fourth quarter in an, uh, an onside kick attempt. But you know what? Kennesaw State went on the road again. They continue to 
really turn heads across the nation in the FCS. Well, and all the naysayers, of course, had them losing that game. I think, not that these things matter particularly, but I think they were a six-and-a-half, seven-point favorite. And I thought – Yeah, Wofford was a favorite. That's what I mean. Yeah. And I truly enjoyed hearing Coach Bohannon where that topic came up about the people that didn't think they belonged there. Yeah. Because I Zero think – Zero respect. The, I think the passion that he has and how he feels about these kids and this program and what it's accomplished – and by the way, it's the greatest startup program now in the modern history of college football. Yeah. It may not be the whole 150, but it's a long time. Yeah. But I just thought that passion that he displayed maybe trickles down to the team. And this team goes out to Weber State with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, I think so. And not only a chip on your shoulder, but confidence. Because you don't win your conference title. And that was, once you lost to Monmouth, you could feel that. Missing that goal was something, an adversity that you hadn't seen before. Well, you and I have talked about it. Adversity reveals character. The character of this football team is Coach Bohannon and this coaching staff. And they rose to the challenge, beating a team on the road. Granted, it's a couple hours up the road, significantly different than three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour flight to yeah. Salt Lake City. But I'm so proud of this football team. And Coach Bohannon's proud of this football team. And it came out in his press conference that he feels like they deserve more attention and more respect. But you know what? And the reality is – I don't think he gives one lick whether they respect him or not because he respects him and they respect him each other. They respect the, what they're doing here, and they play that way, and they play with a chip on their shoulder. I think the best news out of all of it, aside from the result and the fact that the Owls move on and the season continues, the fact that Tommy Bryant's injury was nowhere near as bad as we might have feared, and he's been practicing. And as we sit here on Wednesday yeah. recording this podcast, it's up in the air as to who will start. If Tommy's 90%, I would think he would start just based a little on the experience and the fact that he's an older player that's run the offense a little bit more. But, my gosh, you sure do have a card to go to if it doesn't work out or if he gets banged up again, perish the thought. Yeah, the red shirt dynamic comes into play here. And when they went to four games, you thought, great, we'll have four games to get experience. But then – the temptation to play that player and trying to keep him is, is still there. So if Jonathan Murphy has any of his redshirt eligibility left, they want to redshirt him and keep him for another three years. So sure. we'll see what happens with Jonathan Murphy and with Tommy Bryant, who will be the two deep, whether it's going to be Ian Cousins or or I actually saw photos of Daniel David and he actually wet the appetite because he said hashtag soon on his Instagram. So you think Daniel David may be getting close to return if you can – pick up a win at Weber State, and then play either Montana or Southeast Louisiana. Maybe Daniel David's back in uniform, which would be great to see. Yeah, that's a possibility. Is If you continue to keep playing, he gets closer and closer to healing up to where he can put the pads back on. We'll see. Broadcast info for that game. That is a 3 o'clock kickoff here in the Atlanta area, so Eastern time. That puts us on the air at 2.30 with pregame coverage from Ogden between the Owls and the Weber State Wildcats at 2.30. And, of course, you can get it on AM 1230, FM 106.3, the TuneIn app, as well as WFOM.radio.net. We have our spotlight segments coming up for you next. We want to remind you that Inside the Nest is brought to you by HelloFresh. Stay tuned for our Owl Spotlight segments. They come your way right after this timeout. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. 
Hey, if you're looking to solve your dinner dilemma and are interested in the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh is your go-to for healthy eating, sustainability, simplicity, and affordability. HelloFresh delivers perfectly portioned meals, including calorie-smart and vegetarian options, as well as plans for specialty diets like keto, vegan, and gluten-free. HelloFresh offers a variety of plans that aren't just healthy for you, but also the environment. HelloFresh is trusted by millions as an easy, fun, and affordable way to cook. With more five-star reviews than any other meal kit delivery service, HelloFresh was also voted number one best meal delivery service by USA Today. To check out our affordable plans and learn more about healthy eating made simple, go to HelloFresh.com today. Kennesaw State first-year head coach Amir Abdurrahim and his men's basketball team are underway in 2019. Don't miss your chance to see the new-look Owls as they battle a tough non-conference schedule as well as their always-challenging Atlantic Sun Conference slate. Don't miss your opportunity to catch both the men's and women's teams in action this season. For tickets, contact the Kennesaw State Athletics Ticket Office at 470-KSU-OWLS or go to ksuowls.com tickets today. Have it at the 23, play fake by Newman. Newman's trapped in the backfield, is going to be chased around, and he's going to be sacked way back inside the 15, around the 13. Lot of pursuit, led by Tyler Moore. Huge loss. The Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh, and now it's time for our Al Spotlight segments. We begin with Brandon Joseph hanging out with Al's offensive coordinator, Grant Chestnut, followed by Nathan McCreary with Al's defensive back, Sincere Mason. Brandon Joseph here with Grant Chestnut, Coach Chestnut, offensive coordinator. A lot of things to unpack of last week's ball game against Wofford. We're getting to a little bit there. We're getting a little bit about your coaching history, where you come from, and how'd you end up here at Kennesaw State. But let's attack the Wofford game. Game. You had Tommy Bryant go down. Jonathan Murphy comes in and just stunned. We talked to Jonathan after the game, and Jonathan said this is a little bit of an expectation. He was expected to perform if he got into the game, and a lot of that goes to how you guys prepare your quarterback. So just talk about that preparation process and Jonathan Murphy. Absolutely. Well, you know, as the way we practice is our quarterbacks get equal reps. So whether you're a one or a two and even a three, we roll you in and, and make sure that you get adequate reps to be able to go out and perform and operate, you know, within in our offensive system. So Murphy does a tremendous job preparing both mentally as well as on the field physically. He's really done a great job and was ready for that opportunity. It was no surprise to myself or any of our coaches that he performed the way he did because that's how he practices. He, he comes to practice every day. He comes to his meetings every day and he's locked in. And uh, it was absolutely no surprise that he performed as well as he did. One thing also is the guys in front of him, Daniel David and Tommy Bryant, they perform also, but when they're not in the game, they were lifting him up and Tommy said that about Daniel so Tommy did that for Jonathan also so just talk about those other two guys also well those that's the intangibles that really our quarterback room has you know they're all great human beings as well as great quarterbacks and great athletes uh, it's no surprise again that they would rally around one another in that in those situations and encourage each other and lift each other up and that's a reason once again that that our team is so successful we have a group of young men who are all wired that way not just the quarterbacks but you know the entire our team is is wired to lift one another up in times of adversity and, and that speaks volumes for our culture here the culture that coach Bohannon has created here you know it's a very positive culture
culture, uh, a very hardworking culture, and a culture that demands great grit. So all those things come together, and uh, again, in these times of adversity, and, and allows uh, young men to step up and do their absolute best because they know everyone believes in them. One of the things that really stand out to me, and when people ask about this team offensively, it is not really a tempo base; it's more rhythm base about getting to the line, getting plays in, getting the motion going beforehand. Talk about how you develop that rhythm with the players, because players change year and year out. They play change from games to games and even in game. Absolutely. Well, the rhythm again goes back to how we practice. You know, practicing multiple quarterbacks. You know, so that it's very interchangeable. You don't end up in a situation where you're not in rhythm because our kids are used to all the quarterbacks because of the way we rotate and, and ensure that we get uh, enough reps for each kid through the course of a week of preparation. So yes, it's it's very accurate that it is a very rhythmic offense and it's important for us all to, to be on one heartbeat, so to speak, as we go out and, and execute at a high level. Does it make it easier when you are a coordinator putting in an offense when you have such dynamic guys like Shaq and Ficklin, guys who can get out there and block TJ Reed and all those guys, especially Bronson, who love the contact, who love, you know, doing the little things, the little fundamental things that go into it, not just touching the rock every play? Absolutely. There's no question. Good players make good coaches. You know, that's that's tried and true through the course of this game. But the fact that this is such a selfless offense, it asks those guys who are really talented with the ball in their hand to do, you know, to work to put in that work of blocking and be physical. And uh, the way that our guys embrace what we ask them to do from that standpoint um, is unbelievable. And uh, we're very fortunate to have those guys. Just want to cover the offensive line because they're the only position group that we haven't hit offensively. The one thing that really stood out to me, early in the game last week against Wofford, you had William Nanafabu and Chris Dye, the first drive, maybe not their best drive, but they rebound and then they kind of took over the game. And really a lot of things came off of what those guys were able to do. Is that one of those things where you are reiterating to the other coaches, you know, hey, keep it positive, keep it going, we're okay, so one drive's not going to define us? Absolutely. You know, we've been um, talking a lot about being confident, you know, and, and with a young football team, a young offensive line, you know, that's they have to be confident. And so we've really been encouraging them uh, and pointing out the good things they're doing. To be honest with you, this is the most, often, most improved offensive line that we've had here at Kennesaw State. From last spring till now, they've made the most improvement of any line that we've had here, and I'm incredibly proud of them for that. And their confidence, their confidence has grown as a result. And, and yes, you're, you're exactly right. They took over the game. Again, we talked about it as a staff. Last week was a culture game for our program, you know, our culture versus theirs. And as the game went late in the third, late in the fourth quarter, uh, you saw that offensive line start to establish themselves and take the game over. And that was the most exciting part to me from an offensive line standpoint, to see those guys uh, take over the game, play with incredible confidence through all, you know, through some early adversity. Um, it was very pleasing. Are you one of the coaches that are a yellow or you put your arm around a guy and try to build him up? I think that's one of the biggest things about a coach. You have to be both at times, but what is more your nature? I'm all the above. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I do. I try to make sure that I find opportunities to put my arm around guys, and, and then. but I, I'm very, very demanding on the field. Um, off the field, I'm, I'm very different. Uh, in the meeting room and on the field, absolutely, we challenge them on a daily basis because you know we have a standard here that we have to work towards. Um, but you always have to come back around, put your arm around them, and love on them because these guys are special. You know, they're, they're, not everybody is capable of playing football, particularly in this this society we live in today. So uh, I'm incredibly thankful that I get the opportunity to coach the young men that I do.
one of the things that Coach Bohannon and Cody and yourself, the one of the things that have been, you know, consistent much you guys is you all speak the same language. How beneficial is that for you guys as an offensive brain trust when putting together the growth of this team offensively week in, week out? Well, there's no question that that's important. You know, um, you have to have a shared vision, and everybody has to be on the same page with that vision. Coach Bohannon, very early on in the building of this program, uh, established our vision and the direction we were going to head. Uh, in all capacities Um, and then you have to have people who are willing to embrace that and and willing to be in lockstep as you go execute the vision and so we are very fortunate here Uh, every one of our coaches on this staff uh, is in lockstep uh, executing the vision that coach Bohannon has set for us Uh, particularly you know obviously in my role uh, I'm very thankful that we have an entire offensive staff that works that way. We want to get to know more of the guy behind the coach. So some of the things that you like away from football, some of the things that make you, you know, the type of person you are away from the game. Well, you know, I'm very fortunate to to have an unbelievable family. You know, I've got three daughters who range in age from 14 to to seven. And and they're athletes, which obviously I love. You know, they love volleyball and and they're excelling in that. I love going and watching them play the game that they love. Um, uh, My youngest daughter is playing soccer. So being able to to, to plug in and, and watch them uh, do things that they love, you know, and, and truthfully just just um, that family time when I'm away from here. Uh, that's really what I value most, just uh, plugging in and being a dad and a husband. And that's, that's If not a football coach, what would you be? I have no idea. <laughs> this is all I know, and, and the, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, to, to do something that I'm passionate about. I can't imagine doing anything else, truthfully. I guess, uh, you know, if, if, it, if it came to that, I'd, I'd have to do some real soul searching. <laughs> but uh, I'm very fortunate. This is not a job. You know, I get to do what I love. Coach, appreciate your time. All right, thank you. Nathan McCurry here with Owls defensive back Sincere Mason. And Sincere, you came to Kennesaw State last year, played 12 games as a freshman. What did that experience provide you? The experience provided me with just like attention to detail. I had played with a lot of older guys. They brought me under their wing and the defensive staff did a good job of showing me their ways. You're from Atlanta. I played a little bit at South Cobb and then at Grady High School, I believe. Just talk about experience playing in your hometown. Playing hometown is always good. Like I got my family behind me and a lot of other close relatives and friends. Coming to Kennesaw State, what did you know about the program? I knew the program was new. I knew it had a lot of expectations, high expectations, and I just wanted to be a part of something new. Your given name isn't Sincere. Is that a secret or kind of bust that bubble on you? All right, so your real name isn't Sincere, but where did it come from? Where did the name Sincere come from? <laughs> I guess the, um, it's a movie. My mom, my mom actually named me Sincere. That's my middle name. But my first name is Leonard. It's Leonard Sincere Mason. So uh, I'm not a fan of my first name, so I'll go by middle name. So where did the name Sincere come from? The name Sincere came from uh, the movie Juice. My mom named me Sincere from the movie. Okay, big win against Wofford. Um, you felt like going in the playoffs, people said this team was a bubble team. Um, you're ranked in the top ten in the country. You have to go on the road and beat Wofford. Just talk about that victory. Um, the victory was pretty good. Like, we, we weren't um, – we weren't uh, – we were the underdogs going into the game, and we played them before. We've seen the offense before, and we just trusted our um, coach in the plan. You got a chance to recover a fumble that Bryson Armstrong actually forced. Um, I saw on the sideline you tried to give him plank, 
and let him celebrate, but he he wouldn't have any. He lets you celebrate. It was your first fumble recovery. Just talk about what plank is and what it, what it kind of means to to get to pull plank out and show the fans. Plank's on um, the heart and soul of the defense and the fan base, and they love to see him. Anytime we can get him, we, we want that chance to grab him. But me being a you call it? Me team being, player, yes, sir. Me being a team player, I just had to give it to the man that forced it and Bryson. So talk about Bryson Armstrong. Obviously, uh, big South defensive player year. Uh, just a, a great young man. Just talk about playing with on the same defense as he is. Yeah, playing playing with Bryson is a blast, man. I love every every play I play with him. He's just a, hard, a very hard worker, and you just a joy to be around. New coaching staff came in, Blake Harrell. Um, he coached at the Citadel. He was very familiar with Wofford. What did he tell y'all going into that game? He told us going into the game, we stopped the run, we win. And we just tried to execute the plan that was given to us. Yeah, you stopped the run. Sure enough, you, they only had 111 yards after averaging nearly 300. You take a big pride in stopping the run? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, you got a, a second-round game in Ogden, Utah, likely in the snow, cold weather, right? That's another team that likes to run the football. What is your plan going in against Weber State? plan going into the game is to also stop the run and just play fast, play fast and just trust the call, trust the plan. So do you know anything about this team? Have you got to watch some film yet? I actually watched plenty of film, and I know they had the um, they had the Jerry Rice Award winner from last year, and the O-line is pretty good, and they just want to get down here and run the ball. What do you think a key is for Kennesaw State to pick up a win on the road? Um, key is just to play with eat and stop the run. Yeah. Play have, fast. Have you ever been to Ogden, Utah? No, sir. I've never been out there before. Have you ever played in snow? No, sir. All right, so it may be a new experience, but it is the Christmas season. If we get to see snow, it may not be too bad. Do you celebrate Christmas? Yes, sir. What, what's, a, what's, a cel- what's a Christmas tradition in the Sincere Mason household that you enjoy? Um, Oh, a, a Christmas tradition in my household would just be a dinner. It's, it's like another Thanksgiving we cook and we just... Just family. Yes, sir, just family. All Thanks right, well, around. best of luck on the road at Weber State. Bring home a victory. I appreciate it. All right, man, thanks for joining us. Yes, this interview brought to you by HelloFresh. More Inside the Nest we return. Hey, if you're looking to solve your dinner dilemma and are interested in the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh is your go-to for healthy eating, sustainability, simplicity, and affordability. HelloFresh delivers perfectly portioned meals, including calorie-smart and vegetarian options, as well as plans for specialty diets like keto, vegan, and gluten-free. HelloFresh offers a variety of plans that aren't just healthy for you, but also the environment. HelloFresh is trusted by millions as an easy, fun, and affordable way to cook. With more five-star reviews than any other meal kit delivery service, HelloFresh was also voted number one best meal delivery service by USA Today. To check out our affordable plans and learn more about healthy eating made simple, go to HelloFresh.com today. Kennesaw State first-year head coach Amir Abdur-Rahim and his men's basketball team are underway in 2019. Don't miss your chance to see the new-look Owls as they battle a tough non-conference schedule as well as their always challenging Atlantic Sun Conference slate. Don't miss your opportunity to catch both the men's and women's teams in action this season. For tickets, contact the Kennesaw State Athletics Ticket Office at 470-KSU-OWLS or go to ksuowls.com slash tickets today. Murphy and company start at the 39. Here he is with a play fake, keeping it himself into the open. Down the near sideline, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Jonathan Murphy. Murphy goes 61 yards on first, and with 4.02 to go, the Owls with a 13-point lead. And we're back inside the nest, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen, Nathan McCreary. 
We thank all of our guests for joining us on our spotlight segments. And now we turn our attention solely to the Owls in Weber State. It is round two. This is the third consecutive year, Nathan. The Owls have not only made the playoffs, but have won in the playoffs. And I think that's significant. Well, you're talking about three years of 11 wins or more for your program. Man, that is significant. And getting an at-large bid. By the way, congratulations to Monmouth for picking up a win and moving on. Represent. Yeah, we're going to keep celebrating their victories as, as they go deeper into the playoffs. But, yeah, I think you can't underestimate how difficult it is to win a college football game. You look at a couple years ago, Shorter was a field goal away from beating this Kennesaw State startup football team. Now, three years after that, you're talking about two Big South championships, three years of 11 wins or more, two quarterfinal appearances, still playing in the playoffs this year, wins against Montana State, Big Sky Country, win against Missouri State on the road. This team can go anywhere and win, and I would not bet against Kennesaw State. Well, they are, at least as we sit here, if you pay attention to such things, a 12-and-a-half point underdog earlier yesterday. I think it was like 10, 10-and-a-half. As it goes, how qualified they are, I don't know. But the people that worry about such things, the line has moved, so to speak, as we get closer to the ball game. But I think you throw all that out the window. I'll tell you what, one of the things that stands out for me, and this goes back to far before this Wofford game, The play of this defense since really the second half of the Campbell game, and it kind of came to life gradually in that second half of that game. Didn't play particularly well overall in that one, but man, three consecutive games since then, this defense has just been lights out, and that defense is flying around with a chip on its shoulder. Well, Bryson Armstrong coming across the field on that third down play to swipe the ball out, cause a fumble Sincere Mason picked it up and really changed the momentum of that football game because you know I was on the sidelines, it was 7-7 in the uh, first quarter, maybe second quarter, and Tommy Bryant goes down and gets injured. You feel like you're losing this football game. Yeah. You're going to lose this football game. And all of a sudden, Murphy comes in and does some good things. You start feeling better. 14-14 in the third quarter. You have that big play And then you go down and score, making it 21-14, and you're thinking, wow, wait a second. This really has changed the energy and momentum of this game. You score again, go up 14 with a couple minutes left. And this defense is just phenomenal. And you're right. I think that they're playing much, much better. They're getting a lot of pressure. To get pressure on a spread option or triple option offense the way they did against Newman and Wofford, this team's causing problems by the penetration that they're getting off the offensive line. Now, you're going to have a face a very big offensive line yep. in Weber State. They're very talented. They're experienced. It's not going to be quite as easy. It's not going to be easy at all. It's going to be 100% effort grinding it out for 60 minutes for this Owl defense. And you know what? We'll see what happens. I can't bet against this team. They've surprised us so much. They're going on the road. Now, Weber State, by the way, has played a spread option team or a triple yeah, option Cal team. Poly. They played Cal Poly and won 41-24. But I want to point something out to you. They gave up touchdown runs of 22 yards, 47 yards, and 55 yards. Kennesaw State is a big hit threat. Weber State only allowed 164 yards on the ground. This is with Cal Poly's talent. Yeah. They fired their coach. That was not a very good football team. No, they were 3-9. and nine. And right. the other thing you'd point out is they don't have a defense like the one we saw last right. Saturday and have seen the last three weeks either. Not that that matters, of course, but to use Cal Poly as a measuring stick is a little bit like saying, well, we played the Citadel or we played Wofford, so we're right. completely ready. You've made the point before, and, and I think it was 
actually the coach of Gardner-Webb, Carol McRae, who also was fired right. recently, who made the point that you can't prepare for this no. offense, particularly because you never know exactly what it's going to do. Yeah, and it's actually Kevin Callahan said, if anybody tells you they're excited to come play Kennesaw State, they're lying. You do not want to see this Kennesaw State spread option offense. It's tricky assignment football, and it's really tough to defend. And the reason I point out those things is because Weber State has seen a spread option before, but it ain't, it's not Kennesaw State spread option. And I think you can take some away from it. It looked a little lopsided. It was 17-10 at halftime. Yeah. Kennesaw State's proven to be a second-half team. If you go up to Weber State and it's a – Close score at halftime, I think you're happy with that. And then you come out in the second half and see what you can do. But you got to avoid injuries. Penalties, that was the cleanest game we've seen Kennesaw State play in a while. Yeah. They had two penalties, I yeah, think, for I the think entire so. game. So those kind of things, you do that in the playoffs, you rise to that level, man, I think you're going to give Weber State all at once. Well, the other thing that you look for in a game like this with a team that experienced and that's ranked that high, you've got to avoid digging yourself a hole which means that, you know, you've got to control the emotions and mm-hmm. you've got to try to get the crowd settled down. You don't want them to come out and explode and go down the field and score right away and perish the thought, build up a two-score lead. In other words, you hang around and you sort of assert your will. The other thing that they don't see when they play Cal Poly are these blocking schemes. Right. And linemen tend to get worn down by these blocking schemes and don't want much of it by the time you get into the late third and fourth quarters of games. I think the key to this one is to try to hang around the best you can, limit your mistakes, try to get a turnover here, turnover there. And it's not unlike, Nathan, going to Bozeman from the standpoint of altitude, elevation, all of those things that will be a bit of a factor, weather. But, look, it's cold here. Mm -hmm. It's in the 30s here. The air's a little bit thinner out there. But this team, not exactly this team. Some of them are left over. They've gone on the road and won in the snow in Bozeman, a big sky opponent. We also remember the officiating in that game, and I hope we don't have that big sky crew because it was atrocious. Yeah, and because they don't see some of the blocks. Now, Wofford, it was a Southern Conference uh, officiating crew. I think we saw one chop block called in the whole game against Kennesaw State. So you go out to big sky country, and they're they're big sky officials out there. They aren't completely familiar with – the blocking scheme. So I think Coach Bohannon has some work to do maybe in talking to the officials about what they feel like is legal and what's not legal. But either way, I think that Kennesaw State has a great opportunity to go out and pick up a win in the FCS against Weber State in the big sky. It's not going to be easy, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But Weber State, it's going to be a competitive football match. I just like the way Kennesaw State matches up. I still look at the national rankings and national statistics, and Kennesaw State – Still puts up big numbers, and I think the rushing game is going to be problems for Weber State. Now, on the flip side, 14 players on this roster in Weber State are all conference in the big sky. That's scary. Jonah Williams is their co-defensive player of the year in the big sky. That guy's a defensive end, and he's a mess. He can cause all kind of havoc. If they have a game where they can do what Mammoth did and get to the edge before our blockers can and disrupt those things, the Owls will be the ones who have a big problem. So yeah. I think it's going to be a fascinating game to watch. But, again, I'm not betting against Kennesaw State. Here are Coach Bohannon's thoughts on what undoubtedly is a very solid and talented Weber State football team. Got an opportunity to go on the road this week to play a really, really good football team. Uh, I would say the best football team we played this year. They're the number three ranked team in the country right now. They're the three-time defending Big Sky champion. They're well coached. They're well rounded. They really don't have any weaknesses. Really good on defense. I mean, if you go through and look at all the accolades their kids have, 
They're really stout, tough, hard-nosed on defense. They do a great job on offense of being balanced, but they want to be able to run the football. Obviously, you know, they're highlighted by their running back, who's a really, really good player. And they have several kids that play back there, but he's a, he's a really good player, former Jerry Rice Award winner. And their quarterback can throw it and make plays. He's not necessarily a runner, but when he needs to, he can make plays with his feet. They're really good in special teams. They're just solid all around, tough, hard-nosed. Their culture, you can tell watching them and kind of collectively getting information is really good. The head coach has done a really good job there of establishing that. And they're a really good football team. It's going to be a challenge for us, you know, to go on the road and continue playing. We're going to have to go play extremely well and make sure we do the things that, that we need to do to give ourselves a chance to win the ball game. But excited about the opportunity. we got to have a great week of preparation and, and get ready to go play. You hear it there. Coach is impressed with him. And I didn't get the chance. I didn't go quite to the level of asking him who they might compare to that the Owls have played mm-hmm. over the years. One of the things that we did talk about, though, and you'll hear it on our pregame show and if you listen to his press conference online this morning, the chip-on-the-shoulder element. Of course, you know, the very challenged Gribben group were the OGs and the, right. the group that started this program. And, of course, all of those guys moved on after last year that were initial class. But I asked Coach Bohannon if that chip has kind of grown and fallen into place as this season has come along. You recall, Nathan, a lot of freshmen early in the year, he made the point, I don't know what to expect, guys. we got a lot of guys yeah. that haven't played <laughs> much college football. But maybe that chip is part of what's come along after that Monmouth game, once you realize that now you're in must-win territory all, all the right. time and you got to go out there and get it done and prove yourself every week. And I think that chip on the shoulder has grown exponentially week after week after week. And I thought you could see it, particularly on the defensive side of the ball against Wofford. Yeah, I think so, too. The proverbial chip on the shoulder doesn't win football games. But it certainly brings an attitude to the field. And we've seen Kennesaw State have slow starts. And I think it's because maybe they were missing that chip on offense. But defensively, man, that chip's been there all year long. I think this defense has been dominant. And give Blake Harrell credit because he came in had a whole new staff to work with. Of course, those key players were in place like Bryson Armstrong and, and uh, Des Johnson and some of those other guys. Yeah, and Andrew, Andrew Butcher, Butcher is playing sure. great as well. But listen, I think that having a chip on your shoulder is great. I think you need it, especially when you run this deep because everybody's beaten up and worn down. And the fatigue, I think Coach Bohannon mentioned during the press conference about every position we're banged up. Yeah. Every position. Well, every football team is banged up. So where are you going to find – 15 weeks into the season. Absolutely. When you, where are you going to find that extra motivation? It could be a chip uh, on your shoulder like Kennesaw State felt against Wofford. We'll see if they continue to bring that chip on their shoulder to Weber State. Well, another reminder, it's the Owls at Weber State. This is round two of the FCS playoffs, and the winner will advance to take on the winner of the Montana-Southeast Louisiana game. And we're not looking ahead because we realize how tall the task Mm -hmm. at hand is. But how intriguing is it? You'd have to have the right things fall in place. But there's potential. The Owls, if they were to manage to win this game and somehow Southeast Louisiana were able to win in Montana, you could actually host in the quarterfinal round. How unbelievable would that be? Well, it's no stranger to Kennesaw State. They hosted South Dakota State here last year. What I find interesting, and again, not looking ahead, is Kennesaw State's no stranger to to potentially hosting in the the, uh, quarterfinal. You hosted South Dakota State here last year, so it'd be a great reward not to have to travel again, but Right now, your focus is on Weber State going out to Ogden, Utah, where it's, they've got snow on the ground. They're expecting more snow on Saturday, and it's going to be in the 
20s and 30 degrees, you know, somewhere around there during game time. It's a one o'clock mountain time start, three o'clock here. So your focus is on that and you can look at the bracket as things play out because so many teams, no one saw Austin P winning as dominantly as they did. Central Connecticut also took a big loss. Monmouth picking up a win. Big South being 2-0. and That's great stuff for our conference. So lots of things can happen. We'll just see how it plays out. We remind you that you can get the game, 2.30 pregame, 3 o'clock kickoff. That's on 12.30 a.m. here in the Atlanta area, 106.3 FM here in the Atlanta area. The TuneIn app, as well as WFOM.radio.net. Nathan will be on the sideline as usual. Brandon Joseph will be alongside in the booth. And I hope you got some gloves, buddy, and got your parka all ready to go. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've already started packing. It's <laughs> going to be fun, no doubt. But, you know, I, we was, I was there in Montana State. And once the game starts, just like, believe it or not, and I know you know this, once the game starts, you're in game mode. Yeah. And, and I, you feel like you can take your shirt off and be bare sleeves out there. It's just you're, you're just so fired up and amped up, and, and it's game time, baby. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, the Owls take on Weber State. We will hope to live to play another week, but we invite you to join us on radio for that game. That'll come your way from Ogden, Utah, this coming Saturday. Our thanks to our guest. Nathan, thanks, as always, for your time today. We had a couple of technical glitches we had to address before we get going. But Inside the Nest is a presentation of HelloFresh. We thank them, as we always do, for their support of our Kennesaw State University Football Inside the Nest podcast. That'll do it for us from Fifth Third. We will talk to you on Saturday from the mountains in Utah, everybody. So long and go out. Thank you for listening to Inside the Nest and tune in all season long for insights and analysis on your 2019 Owls. Inside the Nest is a production of Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh.